Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. I don't know <clears throat> if we had anything to do with that, but Johnny Mundo himself has just re-upped and re-signed with WWE um, and with a very pretty good contract or whatever. So props yeah. to him. Look, luckily, we yeah. got him before he gets too big and we can't get him anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, he'll probably start <laughs> telling us we can't I'm, use that no more. I'm telling you, but uh, for the people listening to us, you're here, you're at On The Mat Radio. With me, Fabi Chulo, and of course I got my man Cody Rhodes uh, working everything out over there in uh, the, what are they, do they call it? The Valley of the Sun out there in in Arizona. The Valley of the Sun. <clears throat> we got no. DJ Vols. Uh, what is it? Prescott Valley. Isn't that what it's called? What? Isn't isn't that what they call Arizona, the Valley of the Sun, or something like that? I've never heard of it called <laughs> that before, but hey, sure. Maybe that was back in 1972 or something. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to get DJ Vols on here, too, because he's got a ton of stuff going on out there in Arizona. So we'll we'll, uh-huh. we'll make that happen. But for the people listeners, don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com. Check out all the latest information and stuff like that. I don't know, Cody Rhodes, if you've seen on my Facebook, I put that I was in Huntington Beach for onthemat.com. Yeah. Believe me, the effort is there. We are trying so hard. It, it's with the jiu-jitsu community, the judo community, it, it's so much going on. And I talk to so many people like, well, let's do this because I would like to do this and that. Just tons of stuff. But when, so first of all, Scotty Nelson, the, the founder and the proprietor on the mat, just today was traveling from Tijuana, Baja California, Mexico, back to Puerto Rico. And he said the plane was just about to take off and all the oxygen masks dropped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, Damn. Yeah, so it, that's, you know, that's nerve wracking. Yeah, when your boss is going through stuff like that, you're like, oh God, please don't let nothing happen. But we are actively working on it, and he is—he's got a lot going on. The, the, you know, he lives in Puerto Rico, and they had a big earthquake out there. But luckily, oh, yeah. uh, his his stuff didn't get damaged, so we should be okay. So, um, good. Anyways, we're we're at, uh, starting to put the wheels in motion, so to say, with onthemat.com to bring some more content and get some more information and stuff out like that. So make sure you check that out. As well as MyLuckyGee.com. Cody Rose, I don't know if you were online and saw that they, I think they had a couple of geese. Yeah. One or two that they were, that they'll get, you, you email them or whatever, and they'll give you a price on it. And it's, I don't want to say auction, because that sounds stupid, but it's something like that. You know what I mean? It's like a silent so auction type. And let me tell you, when that comes about, go for it, dude, because they will make you a deal or whatever. And you can come Yeah, come in with that brand new Lucky Gee, so make sure you check that out. So, anyways, all that good to go. Um, you know, we've been off for a while because of the holidays, and which is kind of what do you call it? Because not too much has been going on because a lot of guys, same thing, they shut down. For uh, Gerson Shilipake from um, Fight Solutions, formerly of Shoot the Box, he went to Brazil for vacation, and I think he stayed like an extra week or whatever. So he's not even back nice. yet. So we're we're still waiting for him to come back. Must so be nice. Yeah, but I talked to Giovanni Varela from from you know Anaconda Academy, and he's like, yeah, man, we're we're going full bore. A lot of people are starting, you know, the the, the youth classes and stuff like that to get everybody back in shape, oh, yeah. you know, from the holidays. So it, it's really starting to pick up. So, 
first off at about the 7.15 hour, uh, we got Rich Clemente coming on. It's funny because I, I, I don't want to call those kids uh, like you see them and I'm like, uh, they're like, uh, you don't want to say like little monsters because that doesn't sound right. But that's, I mean, they're just, uh, they remind me of like the canine unit because like they're so, like you know when a canine, like a canine dog, like he's fixated on that ball. And he just keeps an eye on it, you know, and he's just waiting for that ball to drop so he can pounce on it. That's what I see when I see those kids. The, he, Rich Clemente's kids are, like, hyped up, and, and, like, some kids are nervous. These kids are just waiting to get out on that mat, and they're just amazing, you know. And he's been, um, you know, as you know, Cody Rhodes, working pain management and stuff like that. It's busy, you know, spinal cord yeah. stimulators and stuff like that. So I know he's busy. So I know he's got his hands full. So I want to talk to him about that, how he balances it out. And talk a little bit about the UFC because how we talk a little bit how it might be kind of watered down because it's moving more towards a business rather than you know so much of, of, of just having these badass best fighters in the world. Got a couple yeah. of questions I want to yeah I want to talk to him a little bit about that because he was it's funny because we were at Starbucks today and I was talking with with uh, Jessica and, and Ivan about how he was he was in the UFC when it was just starting to peak. You know, that's yeah, what, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, so yeah, so we'll 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 talk about that and see what he feels. Because the big fight that's coming up is, of course, Donald Cerrone is going to fight Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor's been off for I think almost two years or whatever. Don't get me wrong, okay? Donald Cerrone is a great fight for that guy. Guy's awesome. I mean, I think Donald Cerrone holds the record for the most uh, bonuses uh, in the UFC. So, you know, but. You know, after years of, you know, you're taking punishment and, and, you know, you get older, the body starts to to wear down a little bit. I I think it's going to be a different type of fight. If he would have fought Conor McGregor, let's say, five years ago, I would have said Cerrone's going to knock him out. He's going to use that that Muay Thai style, and if he gets him to the ground, he'll – same like Nate Diaz. Once he got him to the ground, he choked him out, and it was over. But now, especially with Cerrone, he's he's been fighting forever. He's been, you know – fought the best he don't fight no no bumps or whatever he he's always fought top guys so i just wish it would have been a different fight so i'm gonna get his of course rich Clemente's thoughts on that see what he thinks about that fight or or how it goes from there i think he should have fought somebody like jorge masvidal or something guys that are at the top of their game right now you beat those dudes then you're saying something just like nate diaz hey man he might not have won that fight but he went after one of the top guys so talk to him about that then at about the 45 minute mark we'll talk to john fitch um if you if you saw when we advertised for him coming on the show the epitome of nails i mean that dude that's what i'm talking about grinded out wrestler that just will not stop and just keeps coming and now with wrestling in full swing i got to watch ohio state against arizona state uh zaid uh uh, what's his name from Arizona State? God darn it. I have it written down here, but it escapes me at the minute. He, um, Arizona State looked really good. They, You know, Iowa and Penn State have been the powerhouses for so many years, and it looks uh-huh. like Arizona State's finally starting to um, to come to the forefront. You know, and, of course, the John Fitch, Purdue University, stuff like that, Purdue's starting to come up as well. I mean, it's just really open. I mean, it just used to be Iowa and Penn State. That's it. But now – a lot of these other schools are starting to pick up. So I want to talk to him about that. He's got a lot going on as well, <clears throat> you know, especially living out there in San Jose with uh, Joe Tindora and all the guys out there, um, you know, doing damage in San Jose. So uh, Cass Bell, people like that. So 
we'll talk to him a little bit about that. I want to pick his brain on a few things like that, as well as the UFC too. John Fitch, same thing. He was in the UFC when it was at its peak, and you know you had to be a tough fighter because you're going to be fighting the toughest guys. So we'll definitely talk to him about that. So real quick, uh, Cody Rhodes, they they put it out a couple of days ago. Uh, you know we have friends that are on this show. And, and probably uh-huh. two of the, of the best friends that we have. First of all, Henry Corrales, who I've been with that dude from the beginning. He started at Delo Jiu-Jitsu. He, he fought at Long Beach Fight Night. He worked his way up, you know, to get to Bellator and stuff like that. Uh, always had the utmost respect for him. He's what I talk about. He doesn't care who he's fighting. He's going to fight. So they put him against Juan the Spaniard Archuleta, who we've had on here a couple of times. I think uh-huh. I put him... Like second to Sa'ad Awad for the most beautiful family, you know, yeah. in mixed martial arts. So they put them two together. Now, you want to talk about some fireworks? That's going to be a fight because Henry Corrales does not back down from anybody. He's just going to keep coming. And Archuleta, who was doing really well, he went against Patricky Pitbull for the belt and gave him gave him all he could handle. It, you know, he lost by a decision, but you know, he. Really did well. He, I mean, same thing. The guy's always coming to fight. So I think that matchup right there is huge. And then that might be why maybe a lot of people might be switching over to Bellator. You know, they're putting the best fighters against the best fighters up there. Uh-huh. So, you know, I don't know how much those guys want to talk about that. But to me, that's what I see. And <clears throat> even though you still got to go to DAZN or whatever to check some of their main fights out, they still do put quite a bit on the Paramount Network. Now, Speaking of the Paramount Network and Bellator, did you get have any chance at all? Uh, did you happen to see Quentin Rampage Jackson against Fedor Emelianenko in the last one that they had on there? No, I haven't. Oh my God! In a way, I'm kind of glad that you didn't. Uh, Ram, Rampage Jackson has, dude, he's been around for a long time, and that dude, we've uh, met him a few times. We never had him on the show, but back in our tap out days. We were a lot of places. We always nice to us. Cool, nice guy. We uh, Grappler's Quest. When I was competing out there, he was there. And we, you know, you're waiting so long for your guy to come on. We got a chance to talk to him and all that. <clears throat> and it, you know, Pride Days knocking people out. But when when he got in that cage, I went, God dang, he had to. I think he had to cut weight to get to 265 or whatever. And now I'm like, man, you know, he he doesn't look in shape. Of course, I would never tell him that because you knocked me out. With one yeah. punch, so you know he he just he, he and I I think a lot of people say the same thing. He just didn't look like the way he should have. So Mike Joker Guyman, who was a, a part of the Tap Out crew back in the day, good friend, uh, nice guy, uh, probably the same kind of uh, mindset, <laughs> his craziness that as uh, Quentin Jackson. He said the uh-huh. same thing. He he went online and said, you know, please don't ever go into a fight. That out of shape and and not at your best or whatever. And so I'm like, well, I'm glad he said that because, you know, they're good friends. Real quick before we get on to Rich Committee, you know the story about um, my and he's he's been on the show before you came on Cody Rhodes. He uh, he, he went nuts one day and it. But see, if it was anybody else but Joker, I wouldn't tell this story. But when, when we had him on there and he talked about it, he thought it was funny. He had a gun to his head, dude. This is in Orange County, and oh, you know wow. he was gonna, 
Yeah, he was going to end it. I, I don't know what happened exactly or whatever. So you know when that happens, the police are all around, like they call a SWAT team or whatever. They just have you surrounded, and you know you're just standing there and you, you're just holding it. You don't know what you're going to do or whatever. So yeah. the police are like, "Come, come on, bro. You you know you got a lot to live for or whatever." And he's telling him, "Shut up" or whatever. So Quentin Jackson pulls up in his car, walks right past, and this is the, the truth. And the, Guyman will tell you, he walked right to the police. Walked right up to him, took the gun from him, and said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and that was it. So we we talked to Joker. Probably it was probably about a month after, and he thought it was hilarious. He's like, "Yeah, you know, they put me on seventy two hour hold, and they had me in one of those suits where you just it's like a, a long vest and you're naked, and, and it was just you know." And I'm like, to have the balls to just walk past the, the police. And uh, I can't imagine that they would love him, but yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So that's why he was able to say that about him or whatever. But, um, you know, a few years ago, that would have been a huge fight. I mean, it would have been knocked down, drag out fight. You know, I don't know if the promoters are like, well, we still have these guys. They, you know, their Tigers that still have a little bit of teeth left. Let's uh-huh. put them out there or whatever. But that that's the point I'm trying to get to is that, you know, it's becoming a business. You know, what's going to draw? You know, it's not it's so much about – yeah, putting the best fighter so against the best fighter. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, we'll, we'll we'll talk to some of the guys about that because those are the guys who who will know who will can give you the the thing. But, hey, let me tell you something too. Before we go to break, and before we get Rich Clemente on here, I have been trying to get Mike Joker Guyman on this show for literally almost a year, and he says, "Yeah, bro, I'll come on or whatever." And then I call him and he doesn't answer or whatever. But I, I'm telling you, the day we finally do, Cody Rhodes. I'm gonna give him an hour because he's got stories. We got stories from when, when Sergio and I were tap out locals trying to trying to get uh, Georgia St. Pierre to come and sign with tap out, and why they sent Joker up there, I don't know. It just, I mean, it just never ends. He brought these Japanese uh, people who had never been to America and dropped them off at our studio, <laughs> and the guy who was his interpreter was from Scotland. But he spoke oh, Japanese. Oh, dude, it was it was hilarious. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. I got I, I might have to drive out there to go uh, uh, do a live show or something with them. But anyways, let's go ahead and take a quick break. I'll shoot um, Rich Clemente a text, tell him we're ready, and we'll come back and we'll talk to him and get his thoughts on all that stuff. Go ahead, Cody Rhodes. All right, everybody, back here live. Uh, don't forget, you can always go to www.blogtalkradio.com slash OTM radio to check out some of the archives and stuff like that. I think um, I'm going to try to put it up later. There's some other stuff like when we had Rhonda on and, and people like that. Um, I'll, I'll give that. I'll try to get that out later because it, it escapes me at the moment. But you're here live with your host, Bobby Chulo. Of course, i got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out taking care of business, talking to him before we went on the air about doing the live shows and, and trying to upload the stuff so I can email it to him since he's out in Arizona enjoying the Arizona sunshine. 
And it's actually you know, try snowing to, try... right now, so oh, it's okay. <laughs> no wonder they call it the Valley of the Snow. But uh, so we're working on that. We're really seriously. We we decided to make a concerted effort to bring it out there like it should be done or whatever. So let's go ahead and give Rich Clementi a call, so I could talk to him about what we were talking about. Talking about those kids that I can imagine what that household is like, and I can imagine what that food bill is like as they get older. You know what I mean? Probably gonna have to shop at Costco or. Rich Clemente, how can I help you? Hey, Rich, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yes, uh-huh. You can finish my uh, game. Uh, you, you, got, <laughs> you, you got time to talk? Of course, man. I was just playing some Madden oh. with the boys. <laughs> it's funny because when we when we did the opening – oh, real quick, I'm sorry. For the people listening, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio. Don't forget you can always go to onthemat.com as well as my lucky gee. Dot com. Got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out. And, of course, on the line with us right now, good friend of the show, Rich Clemente. Uh, you know, uh, in the opening, we were talking, you know, about who, what guests we're having on. And I'm like, where Rich finds the time to, to, to do anything? Because both Cody Rhodes and I work in the medical industry, and we know about pain management and spinal cord stimulators and all that stuff. Like today we had pain management at, at the surgery center. And they put, I think, uh, 15 or 16 cases on today, and it just goes all day. You know, and so I'm thinking, not only does he have that, not only I'm – I'm Cody Rhodes, let me tell you something, too. I'm going to put Rich Clemente in the top three of one of the most beautiful families in oh, MMA. Man. I mean, you see – Oh, thanks. See I appreciate that. that. It, oh, it's man. the same. It, and then you got those killer kids that just want to wrestle, and you see it in their face that they're like – Counting down the days till they're going to be out on those mats. So, real quick for the people listening, t- tell us a little bit. Where do you even find the time to to be able to do all these things? Yeah, you know what's what's weird. And first of all, I just want to say, you know, always pleasure. I've been talking to you guys for years now, so always love catching up, and you know, love seeing the, oh, yeah. the new talent out and stuff. But it's, it, I, you know, always love that you guys give homage to you know the the guys who've been there and stuff. And uh, it's just awesome that you guys do that. And uh, just to answer your kind of question, man, about that is, you know, a few years back, it really changed kind of my whole vision on life and what was important to me. I kind of, you know, really stopped focusing on me and and really just decided that I wanted to take more of a a servant leader role in kind of everything I do. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm completely exhausted all the time, but, you know, that, that that fuel that comes you know, from, you know, the satisfaction of helping others. And um, it allows me to kind of push through, man, you know. So don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to the days of just the rocking chair and the porch with just some mountains around or something. But uh, I still got some plowing to do, my friends. Yeah, for sure. And and we talk about that a lot on this show because there's some fighters that just kind of – and we talked about it with you before. When when it's all over and, and, and said and done, they kind of like go into like a shell and – kind of don't want anything to do with it but i mean there's no way rich was going to be able to do that with with the kids because those kids and and right now wrestling is in season so like for the people who don't know you go do a tournament it lasts all day saturday it, it's funny because oh we're going to houston i got i got 30 yeah. plus kids going to houston this weekend that we're going down there and what's what's nice about it see our louisiana season it's all messed up and you know there's a possibility that i'm actually bringing in a whole nother add something else to the list but i might be bringing in like aau 
to kind of offset the USA, USA wrestling program here. Um, we got some old politics in Louisiana, and unfortunately, there's some really amazing kids. My kids are, are two of them, but we got some kids who are making some national presence, Tulsa National Championships. I mean, you know, I mean, running with, you know, the, the, the Iowas and the Ohios and stuff like that. But the problem is the state is so lacked behind as far as, you know, what the other uh, states were successful. And, and it's just tough, man. I mean, my little guy, Casher, you know, his first tournament this year was Tulsa Nationals. And I don't, if, whether somebody doesn't know wrestling or not, that's a really tough tournament to be your first tournament of the year. Now he did well. Um, but, you know, it just kind of puts our kids at disadvantage. So, you know, I'm thinking about shaking up Louisiana wrestling a little bit and uh, um, really doing what we think to give those kids a fair shot. Yeah, because I saw on your on your Facebook page that you started a, a beginner's class, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have we probably have the largest wrestling program, youth wrestling program in Louisiana. And, you know, um, it's a year-round program that we do, and we focus on strength and conditioning with the kids too. And, you know, it, it's more so mindset with the guys that that that's my program and, and it's very gritty and it's it's kind of i would like to compare myself to like a russian gymnastics coach i guess if i had to you know yeah. but i think kids are missing that nowadays you know yeah. so we have a you know i try to be their best friend but that's the same token you know it's it's a rough uh hard-nosed program yeah and, and i agree and you know um it, it's funny because like you say you know you work and you want to try to do as much as you can in those in those off times um, I was finally it be, only because they ran it late. I got to see uh, Arizona State uh, wrestle Ohio State, dual meet at Ohio State, and Arizona State used to be never heard of it, and now they're really coming up to the forefront. Even though your kids are young, do do you take that into consideration, thinking, hey man, I mean, I might get a call from from the Brand Brothers and say, hey, we we're looking at your kid, we want to give him a scholarship to Iowa, or or Kale Sanderson calls and says, hey man, we're looking at your kids for Penn State. Do you think about that at all, or do you think well right? No, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to tell you something, my friend. So I had, you know, I went to uh, um, I I grew up in a small town called Barnegat, New Jersey, and you know I lived on this big hill, and everybody that lived on that same big hill went to the same school, and you know I remember from kindergarten to sixth grade, we were all the same kids, were in the same class. I mean, we probably spent more time with those kids than we did our own parents and stuff. And, you know, there was three girls specifically, I remember. And what's neat is we all kind of still keep uh, contact with each other on social media and stuff. But um, there was three girls in particular that were, you know, violin players, you know, straight A's, honor roll, and stuff like that. And what's funny, we fast forward to where we are now, and I just spoke to one of them recently. She has her master's degree, you know. And, and, I mean, we're friends and we talk, you know, and I love sharing concepts and stuff. But, um, you know, her last job was like 40000 a year, and right now she's currently unemployed. And, you know, here was me that I, I didn't even finish college, to be honest. I dropped out yeah. when 9-11 happened and reenlisted the very next day, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it struck me so hard I just felt it was something that I needed to do. But with that being said, man, you know, when, you, when you're talking about five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds – I mean, you you cannot predict their future. You know, you just can't. So I think too many parents get stuck on that 
you know, I don't even think about it, man. I, we just try to, I just try to make sure they have fun. I try to use the sport as life lessons because there is no other sport that throws kids to the fire like wrestling. I mean, they go through some shit, you know, I mean, they get put out there. It, it's tough on so many levels. And, and it's, to be honest, you know, I look at it just more of a vehicle. It's a vehicle to strip away life and, and look at those lessons. And you know what? If they run the gambit, they run the gambit. If they yeah. don't, it's not what they were meant to do, man. You know, and that's how I look at it. And, and you know, it's funny that, that he says that because Cody Rhodes, when he was over here uh, in California, we it's, it's, it's funny that you say that because we would see these kids 12, 13 years old having ACL repairs because the parents are pushing oh, no. to get that scholarship yeah. in soccer. Dude, they're training six days a week, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And and it's, you know, and I, I actually get into a lot of, uh, put it this way, it's actually cost me some relationships with parents and family members yeah. that I have because I, I, I'm telling them, like, uh, it, it, this is this is a marathon, this is not a sprint. What happens to your 10-year-old is completely irrelevant in the big scheme of things. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I want my kids to be in the pack? Absolutely, yeah. and that's what I care about. And uh, um, I will tell you this, just kind of another thing for any anybody that has young kids that are, you know, that wrestle or might be a mixed martial arts or jiu-jitsu. I was talking to... Um, one time we were at a dual meet and I was talking to a dad that he was actually a recruiter for one of the big colleges like Ohio, I think, I, I believe it was. And, um, anyway, you know, he had told me sitting there and he goes, you know, he goes, if I have a kid, if I have two kids and, you know, basically the one kid says, you know, look, I've been, you know, we've won every single tournament since he's been, you know, five years old and we only wrestle and we've done this. And, you know, he's, you know, wrestled all of his life. He doesn't play other sports. He doesn't take time off. He's very dedicated. And then I have a kid that's been a multi-sport athlete that may have won some, but, you know, he's right up there. The coach told me, he goes, I will always take that other kid because there's still a fire inside them. And he goes, nine times out of ten, that kid who has been pushed since he's five, there's nothing else to teach him. There's no, He is completely burnt out, and he's just run his course. And not only that, just like you said about the ACL, these kids are they're peaking too early. I want yeah. my kid to be at 99% when he is 20 years old or 19 years old. I, I don't want to wear him out right now. And that's one thing both of my boys – as active as they are and stuff, neither one of them, knock on wood, because we're competing this weekend, but yeah. neither one of them have ever had any type of injury whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, he makes a good point right there, right, Cody Rhodes? Because, uh, you Definitely. know, these parents just, they push him, and it's like, come on, man. But anyway, real quick for the people listeners, you're here yet on the Matt Radio with Fabi Chula, and, of course, Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out, and we're talking to Rich Clemente, talking a little bit about, you know, the kids and wrestling and, and, and coming up and not trying to push him too hard. And stuff like that, but <clears throat> I got to tell you, you know, moving on, it, it was funny because Cody and I were talking before we went on the air talking about the UFC and stuff like that, and, you know, I was working for another show, and I had a fighter on, uh, and he was saying, I don't want to mention this because it was another show, but he was saying, you know, back then when I was fighting in the UFC, I remember, I remember I think Sean Shirk, when we had him on, saying the, said the same thing. He said, you had to be a badass fighter. I mean, you had to be the best at this sport. Or whatever, because he was saying, you know, I, I was I was thirteen and zero or fourteen and zero, and I fought um, uh, Matt Hughes and I lost, and and uh, they didn't renew my contract. 
or whatever. Yeah, that's he got cut. <laughs> yeah, and he said, and, and Matthew, yeah. he goes, that was, you know, and, and now you can have five, six losses, and they're still looking at you or whatever. So the, this is what Cody Rhodes and I were talking about. Where, you know, we, we don't, we don't want to see the UFC or Bellator or whatever become just a business. You know, we, we like to see the best fighting the best. But is it my first my first fight as well? I fought Eve Edwards, who was right. like top five contender, and I you know, I lost in the third round, but uh, um that was my first fight ever. And I was cut after after one, man, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. It, it's definitely a different ball game. But see, that's what I was telling Cody Rhodes. I said, guys like that, like Rich Clemente, they were in the UFC when it was starting to peak, and you had uh-huh. to be the, you know, a badass fighter to be there. Now, understand, you know, uh, you know, business is business, and, and you you want to get it out there or whatever. But for an example, we were talking also on the air about uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson fought Fedor, and you know he had to cut to make two sixty five and all that. And I said, see, Cody, that's kind of the example that. You know, they, they're just looking to make money or whatever because, you know, I, I know they're still out there, but they're still kind of you, – you kind of get what I'm talking about there, Rich. Is there any way around that, or does it, it – there's nothing – it's going to become a business, and that's that. You can't get back to where we were. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't believe so. I mean, really with – with the whole Ultimate Fighter, I think it was really, and they they still kind of play that. I, I think they bring yeah. a bunch of guys in, and who are a little less talented sometimes, and um, or or don't really run the gambit. And and what they do is by flooding the market with kind of bringing guys on and, and having this kind of high, you know, a big roster. Because if you remember too, like back in the day, there was only ten guys per weight class on the roster. Yeah. Like, yeah. and if you weren't one of those 10 guys, you didn't fight in the UFC, you know, yeah. and that's just how it was. And, and, but what that did was that empowered fighters and it yeah. made it where like, if you left the UFC and you fought over in Russia or you fought in Japan, you, uh, um, you commanded a certain price point. And when, when the ultimate fighter happened and they just kind of flooded the market with these guys being on TV, you know, because they either had spiky, cool red hair or a cool lion tattoo or something, you know, um, and, and or they were a big trash talker. And then, you know, basically couldn't fight their way out of a, a brown paper bag. And then they were released. Well, you had all these guys going to these other promotions now. And these other promotions are like, oh, UFC veteran. Yes. So completely devalued. Um, you know, yeah. the, the, the price point that a fighter was able to command, you know, talking about some old stuff and I really can't wait. And, and I'm going to give an early plug. I hope he's not mad about, about it, but, uh, um, he's such a good personal friend of mine, even if he is, I think he'll get over it. But, um, Monty Cox is actually doing a very exclusive book right now. And, um, it is like the inside on everybody. I mean, oh, wow. from Tim Sylvia to Matt Hughes to kind of the fallout with Robbie Lawler to yeah. myself and, and, and some events that we had together. I mean, there's some things in there that I think are going to be ground shaking. So um, if you get a chance, you know, and, and, you know, he's he's I think he's about three quarters of the way done with it. Uh, I'm real excited to see it myself, but it's yeah. going to talk a lot about how it used to be. Yeah, and that that guy's been around for a long time. I mean, I've known of Monty Cox for like almost like twenty years down the road or whatever. He's been around for a long time. So, hey, we'll definitely look forward to that coming out. But you know, speaking about that, it, let me tell you one memory that I have because I worked for Tap Out for seven years, and 
I don't. We were talking about this earlier. I don't know why, but th- uh, they sent Mike Joker Guyman to go talk to George Saint Pierre. He had just fought. Uh, I can't remember who it was. He knocked him out really bad. It was at the Mandalay Bay, and I remember well, why I was with him. I don't know, but we we went over there, and he was telling him, George, what's it going to take, man? What's it going to take? But the people from Full Contact Fighter were right there also, and they're going, No, man, let us let us know what you want. I mean, they were just really. Uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like clamoring to get this guy in or whatever. And back then I was thinking, man, if we can get George St. Pierre, it's it's gonna be on. And but to see what he's blossomed into, you know what I mean? Now, this is what they're saying. Everybody wants him to come back. I think he's fine. I think he he proved to to the world what what he what he did or whatever as a fighter. I don't think he has anything. To yeah. Do. do you think he's gonna come back, or you think he should just stay where he's at? You know, I I think he's probably bringing up conversations to be relevant, and I mean it's yeah. just good business to do that. You know, um, yeah. whether in his heart he does, and you know, I hate I hate seeing that because unfortunately, this sport is brutal. Period. Yeah. But it's also brutal to those that think that once they have come off that mountain, just physically and mentally, that they can run it again. Because yeah. just this sport, it, it is a young man's sport, you know, and it is it is so tasking on the body. And, I mean, I know I talked about that kind of last time on here and stuff. I mean, I, I can't even I, – I, I mean, it sucks. I, I struggle just kind of showing moves on the mat sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, now, was that a, a price I was willing to pay? Absolutely. But the thing is, is that, you know, and George, if he did decide to do it, he's so good that even his – you know, 80% or 70% could still beat most, you know, but the, the, the problem is it just gets to the point where things aren't firing off like they used to. And and what I hate to see is when guys still chase that and that's the case, that's where it starts doing psychological damage to these guys. They start questioning who they are, what defines them. And, you know, I, I just hate seeing that, man, you know, and, and, and look at it as a path that you've traveled. And, 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 and that's where guys have to kind of look within, look in the mirror, you know, find themselves and, and see who they really are. And unfortunately, when guys just think that that is just who they are, you know, I've just seen so many bad things, man. And, and it, it's almost like guys need like exiting counseling like they do in the military yeah. and stuff yeah. when you do your retirement, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but see, somebody like Rich wouldn't have to worry about it because he's got so much going on. You know what I mean? But some of these guys, that, that's all they had or whatever. And, I, I you know, I, I feel bad or whatever. But it just goes to show, hey, man, you know, you, you, you got other things going on. Well, you're kind of lucky, too, because you got such a beautiful family and stuff like that that keeps you going. And you're still in the game, you know what I mean, so to speak, because you're still out there, with you know, with the wrestling and stuff like that and, and training and keeping it going. And I got to tell you, man, since Cody Rhodes and I um, – Cody's only been with me for about almost two years now, I think. And yep. he didn't really really know much, but he's seen how much uh, jiu-jitsu has come to the forefront. I mean, before, you just trained and you got into MMA. But now with all these jiu-jitsu tournaments, Fight to Win and Eddie Bravo Invitational, people are actually making money and, and like, able to open a, a jiu-jitsu dojo or whatever. You know, so, so that's, to me, 
at least the future looks bright because there's so much, you know, and if you still want to be in the game, there's plenty of jiu-jitsu tournaments that you can get into or, or, or things like that. So, that you know, we're happy to see. So, and I'm going to be honest with you, um, Rich, I don't know you don't keep up with the show that much, but Cody and I um, were, were not working for a while because our boss, uh, Scotty Nelson from On The Mat, he moved to Puerto Rico because he's, he's doing stuff out there, and, you know, it just kind of fell apart. We weren't going to do it anymore. So we were down for about maybe four weeks or so, and the jiu-jitsu community itself called Scotty. Hey, man, can you get this show back on? We need a vehicle to promote our stuff and all that. So when that nice. happened, I mean, yeah, man, I, that, didn't, I didn't know that story right there. Oh, dude, it, I mean, you have no idea. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. And then my boss said, hey, what's it going to take for you guys to come back? And I said, well, let's do this. And bam, we were back on the air. So that makes me feel good about the future, that, that they're still, you know, moving and stuff like that. So, And then having guys like Rich Clemente on uh, solidifies the show. That's why we have him on because he's been there. He knows, you know, he was in there in the trenches when it was he, everything was coming to the forefront. So when we have people like Rich on, then my our, our boss, Scotty Nelson, sees it and he says, yeah, man, that's, you know, that, that helps out a lot. So that's why, and I think I can speak for Cody Rhodes, we appreciate, you know, w- when you come on the show and we can talk uh-huh. like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we really do. So, Real sure. quick, I mean, what, what's the future hold? I mean, I know you got the kids um, training, you got you got your pain management stuff going and stuff like that. I mean, you just see that going, or do you still? Hey, maybe yourself getting into some jujitsu tournaments down the line. I mean, I definitely <laughs> don't have the time you yeah. need for it right if now. Yeah, if they if they if they have a if they have a wheelchair division, my friend. Yeah. Well, you, know, I, <laughs> no, I, 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 you and Fabi can play together. Look, my <laughs> and, and maybe for some people, look, I don't discourage. I think for some people, it's great. Yeah. But unfortunately, my style of jiu-jitsu is, is very much a hybrid style of wrestling as well, too. So right. it is a very grindy, physical style of jiu-jitsu. Um, so maybe if my style was a little different, I would be able to do that. But trust me, there's a few times I've got back in there just to, hey, you know, I'm so on my oats. Let's do, let me, you know, pulling a few guys out of my jiu-jitsu class. Hey, let, let's all go together and stuff. And, you know, I still got it, but I, I'm yeah. hurt for for days afterwards, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, but as far as long term, you know, I have a, um, I have two other businesses that I just started. Um, one is a home infusion company that um, assists with one of my products where basically I'm able to go home and help uh, patients um, in their house uh, with pump therapy. And then the other one is uh, it's kind of backburnered right now, but I actually have a product called Video Game Police, which is a security box that uh, um, parents can hook up to the kids' television and their gaming system. And uh, basically you control it via app. So um, you could basically put video game minute money on there and the kids can, instead of paying the kids allowance, um, you could put money on their gaming system and make that time. So if you want them only to play 30 minutes, you give them a 30 minute timer, automatically shuts off, locks, connects to Google Google Home and uh, all that other stuff. So I'm excited about that. I'm in production in China right now. So, uh, um, you know, but because of my other business, it pushed, it delayed that about six months or so. So, uh, um, Staying busy, bro. Man, it just does not end. I mean, oh, let me tell you something too. Before before we we, we let you get out of here because we're running up against the clock. That picture that I put up, oh my God, you should have seen how many uh, messages and and stuff I got. Like they were like, dude, that picture is awesome. And I'm like, you know what? I just did it. It's funny because I was at Starbucks waiting for my wife and and daughter, and I saw that picture, so I put it up. But I mean, that picture, people were like, dude, that is a sweet picture. So. So I mean, so real I, quick I on that, 
real quick on that, I was actually going for a standing twister. I don't think it's ever been done in MMA. But uh, they, remember in pro wrestling, the abdominal stretch? That's that was the move that I was going for. Right <laughs> yeah, that was dude. That was awesome, and the people people noticed it because they they sent me messages that dude that is somebody put now that is a picture or whatever. So it, it really went well. Hey, well let me tell you something. We really appreciate you coming on for the people listeners. Check out Rich Clemente. I follow him on social media. He's always keeping everybody up to date, not only just with with MMA and wrestling and stuff, but just with all the stuff that he has going Life, on. Life, brother. Yeah, absolutely. So. For the people listeners, just put Rich Clemente into your little search engine. Everything comes up on there, and you can follow him. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. So a million thank yous for coming on. You are welcome. No problem. Always good to talk to you guys. Yeah, anytime. You got anything to promote or anything coming up, you're always welcome on this show. All right, my friend? Will do, brother. All right, you got it. For the people listeners, don't forget, check out Rich Clemente. Take us to a quick break, Cody Rhodes. We'll be right back after this. Rich Clemente, everybody. Because when oh sorry real quick for the people listening to your ear you're at on the mat um, radio on the mat radio right Cody is that what it is yeah yeah on the <laughs> mat radio <laughs> <laughs> with Bobby Chula <laughs> and Cody Rose but you know it, it's funny because Scotty Nelson tells tells me why do you have so many guests on and give them 15 minutes give them a half hour or whatever and I thought dude we we can't talk for a half hour yeah these these people got things to do and and it was. You know, when you have somebody like that on, Rich Clemente, who's just a wealth and been there and stuff like that, dude, uh-huh. you could do a half hour easy, easy, no problem with that. So it's it's just good to have him on, people who've been there. And speaking of that, uh, John Fitch, uh, go ahead and give him a call, Cody Rhodes, because he's ready to roll. Uh, somebody else who was in the UFC when it was when it was uh, in your prime for those two. Sorry about that. I was trying to do two things at one time. Let's hope he answers. He, you know, he just texted me that he was ready, so I hope he didn't. Just Hello. Hey, John, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? John? Cody, Hello. You, Hello, John. It's Fabiano from On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me? Yeah. How are you doing? Ah, perfect. Good. For the people listening, so you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio. With your host, Fabi Chulo. Of course, we got my man, Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out and on the line with us right now. And it's funny, when I put it on, on the Facebook, I said we should have called this show Nails because, you know, that's what – John Fitch is the epitome of that. Uh, John Fitch, live with us. I got so much to talk to you about, John, but I just got to put this in real quick. Don't forget you can go to onthemat.com and check out all the latest information as well as my lucky key. Dot com. Make sure you check it out, John. First of all, I got so much I want to talk to you. But before we get into, that, how are you, my friend? You got a lot going on. You know, I've seen uh, on your social media you got a lot of stuff going on. How is everything out there? You're in San Jose, correct? Yeah, I'm in San Jose. Yeah, how is everything out there? 
everything's good. It's a little cold, freezing out here. But uh, um, no, I've been, been busy. I've got a I've got a seminar uh, coming up next weekend. I'll be doing a basic self defense seminar, uh, and uh, you know, been working on my podcast and just a lot of stuff with social media. I kind of build my YouTube channel, my Instagram, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I saw that that you that you're doing a, a podcast and stuff like that, which is good. We were talking about that Cody Rhodes and I a little bit before we went on the air. It's good to have somebody who's legit like that to come on and 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 speak on it, who's been there before. So before we, I, I got a lot I want to talk to you about. Before we get into that, we were talking earlier about the UFC and how it's more of like a business now. And and I was talking to Rich Clemente uh, earlier in in the show and. We were talking about how back then, especially when you were in there, as well as him, the, the, it was, uh, I don't want to say the epitome, but it was gradually getting to where it was the epitome where you had to be a good fighter and you were fighting the best in the world. It wasn't watered down or whatever. Um, we are talking about this earlier. We had Sean Shirk on the show, mm-hmm. and that's where we go back to. He was like, dude, I had like 14, 15 wins. I had one loss, and that was to Matt mm-hmm. Hughes, and they cut me after that. Goes, yep. so well it's, can, it's not you know, the thing is it's not a it's not a sport it's it's yeah. pro wrestling it's a production they they pull the scam on people uh calling it a league it's not a league legally to be a league you have to have more than one owner um they they uh pass it off as a sport so that they they don't get in trouble with regulators in the state yeah. it's it's not a sport though it's uh the fights are real but everything else is just a production uh, they yeah. control the title. They control the ranks. They control ascension to title. That that is not a sport at all. It's not how sports operate, <clears throat> and it's why it feels watered down. It's why it feels the way it does. All they care about is cranking out fights. All they care about is numbers. They want to put on a lot of shows. The reason they do that is because uh, the it's advertising. They can only get people to watch advertising. They can only get people to watch commercials during live shows. Uh, the MMA fighters are so underpaid and uh, restricted financially that, that it's more cost-effective for them to use MMA rather than any other sport or any other live show. So they are blasting a lot of MMA out there. And, uh, you know, the fighters get exploited. The fighters get are, are underpaid. And, uh, you know, it, it threatens all other live uh, sports too because, you know, these, these companies would rather put cheap product out there. They'd rather sell Big Macs than – and put the money into uh, a, 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 a business that, that takes more money, like prof- another professional sport, actual professional sport. Yeah, and it, it's it's funny <clears throat> that you say that because I have friends that have went to the WWE, like Samoa Joe, and them, and I'm so happy for them that they're making the money that they're making. But it, it's <clears throat> it's changed so much. You know, I feel bad for them because there's so many, like New Japan, where it's almost legit, you know, and stuff like that. But but that's, to me, that's it's becoming like boxing. Like, Oscar De La Hoya sold tickets, so they wanted to make sure he fought people that, you know, he was going to be able to give a hard time to or whatever. Because well, that was the thing with boxing is, though, that the boxing has some agency, and that's just yeah. businesses getting to choose who they who they do business with. You can't You yeah. can't force... Uh, you can't force one business to work with another business if they don't want to. The money's got to be right. So uh, uh, from a fan perspective, you might complain that you didn't get to see the fights you wanted to, but you're not getting to see the fights you, you want to in, in, in MMA either. Yeah. Uh, at least the boxers, though, have some agency, and they're not, they're not being exploited. They have some choice. Like boxing's still kind of dirty, but uh, <laughs> you know, the, the dirtiest it ever was was when Don King was running around. Boy, but Don yeah. King never had 
Don never had the power that Dana White does. Don right. King never controlled the title. He had to pay people off to manipulate the title, but he never outright controlled it. He tried to control it by making guys <clears throat> sign contracts that if they won the belt, that he was automatically their promoter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aliak took, took care of that. But, like, yeah. Dana White has, has, has controlled the title. He has controlled the rank. Uh, he's much worse than, than uh, Don King ever was. Wow. Yeah, it, and, you know, it, it makes sense what he's saying, Cody Rhodes, because that it's more like a yeah. business. You know, so much of a business now oh, it, that it kind of – go yeah. go ahead. No, it's it's so much more of a business now than it ever was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, see, real quick, John, just, just to, to put it into perspective, I've, I've heard coaches that have coached in the pros and said it's so much of a business that I went back to college and coached college because those kids are hungry, they're not getting paid, and they want to get well, there. You know what I mean? I'll say I'll say this though: it's it's fight game. It is a business. It's always been a business. It's not that it's yeah. too business now. It's the fact that there's a monopoly that's formed. Anytime you form a yeah. monopoly, the product gets stale because there's no competition. Yeah. MMA was better in the 2000s because you had legitimate competition. King of the Cage was a legitimate competitor. competitor. Uh, Strike Force legitimate competitor. WEC legitimate competitor. Um, Pride, legitimate competitor. There was places to go that paid as much or better than the UFC. They had belts that were uh, as good, uh, as respected, or better than what the UFC had. Yeah. So what's happened is the monopolization. That's it. It's not that it's taken on too much business. Like, we had business yeah. before. We were doing business before. But, like, you could walk away. Like, hey, you didn't get the fights you wanted. You didn't get the contract you wanted. You didn't get the title shot. Okay, well, I'm going to go to another company. And they can, they can, I can, I can do just as well and win just the high of a title. But when right. the UFC bought up all the other competition, they bought up the belts and they bought up the top talent. So yeah. now the only place to go to have a legitimate title really is the UFC. Everything else is second best, and it's it's uh, it's very low. You know, I mean, the UFC controls ninety percent of the market, at least, probably even more. The rest of the yeah. world competes for that rest ten percent. Yeah, man. And, and see, see, Cody, that's why we have people like John Fitch, because he's been there and he, he knows what was going on. Now, do you uh-huh. actually, John, keep – oh, real quick, I'm sorry. For the people listeners, you're here and on the mat uh, radio with Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, John Fitch, talk a little bit about, you know, UFC and the epitome of, of fighting and, and business and stuff like that. Do you do you still keep up with college wrestling at all, John? Uh, not not super. I, I follow all the stuff on Instagram and Twitter, and I watch highlights and stuff. But I don't sit down and watch a lot of the, the wrestling. I really I really should, just because I, I just to watch it to get my sons to watch it with me, just to see the competition competitions. But like yeah. I see all the best highlights from following flow sports and flow wrestling and all that stuff, you know. Well, see, because this year is so you know usually it's always Iowa and Penn State. I mean, they're always mm-hmm. up there, and and this year it's it's changed so much. I mean, Iowa for some reason is just super dominant right now, but the the rankings have changed so much. I got to see Arizona State against Ohio Ohio State uh, mm. day before yesterday, and Arizona State, who you haven't heard from for a while, they're they're really coming up there. Uh, Zahid Valencia, mm-hmm. uh, who was two-time uh, All-American, won a national championship last year. He's like mm-hmm. uh, seven and zero uh, with six well, points. Well, I, I think I I noticed this. Um, yeah. In the last couple of years or so, though, I, what's happened? I think, and you guys could correct me if I'm wrong here, but all of the guys that used to wrestle at those top schools, like Iowa, yeah, 
are coaches now, and they're out at these other universities coaching. Is that me? Is that am I if I'm am I off base yeah, nope, of that? You're, you're spot on. But yeah, but like is, I is look at their a, coaches, I'm like, oh shit, that's what's I I know that guy. Like, yeah. they're all from like the same. They all they all wrestled together. And now they're coaching against each other. But is is that what it is? Is it a matter of like, okay, like say Iowa, it was just dominating. So they start getting the best recruits because they're like, man, this is a winning. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Iowa. Or like when Kale Sanderson mm-hmm. came over to Penn State and they Penn State, started yeah. dominating. Yeah. You know what I mean? So is mm-hmm. it a matter of they, they start getting all the best wrestlers because that's where they want to go? Or, I mean, well, that, I mean, that's you don't know I, if that, that's the beauty of an individual sport as a wrestler. Right, I don't have to worry about the rest. If I know that I have a few wrestling partners and the coach is an amazing coach and I love the coach and the coach is going to take me places, like I can go to him. I don't need the university. So, like, I think that's that's a big big play in it. You get these top top coaches who competed and did an awesome job uh, when they were in college, and then maybe even went to Olympics or or uh, you know were on a national team, whatever. They're going to coach these teams, and, and you're going to have a kid that, you know, instead of wanting to go to Iowa or Penn State, is like, hey, man, there's a small school over there. It's more affordable. It's closer to home. And there's this, this amazing coach there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, 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 I see it. It's just weird because it's this year. It's been back and forth because <laughs> it, it was Iowa and Penn State, and then all of a sudden Nebraska came out of nowhere, and they're ranked second this, this year. So uh, it, it's just this year, for some reason, it seems like it's mixed up uh, as of the 8th. Purdue moved up to, to number five, and it's like wow, mm-hmm. you know they're really starting to go. Well, to go up they're, and down. they're uh, Tony Ursland is a, is a new addition, so he's only right. been there a little bit. So you're only starting to see his recruits and stuff coming through and performing now. It's pretty cool to right. see. Yeah, but you know, there's nothing like those those national finals. I mean, I, they go on ESPN. Well, they're three days Big long. Ten I, finals are pretty crazy too. The big yeah. the whole Big Ten tournament is the same. Well, well, I used to watch it every year on the Big Ten Network, but it moved over mm-hmm. to to um, Fox Sports now. It's on Channel Two Nineteen for for Direct TV, and they're showing a lot more now too, which just goes to show how the sport is really starting to pick up steam. Mm-hmm. Because I, you up. know, I wish, I really wish they would, they would, they would make them put add the add to the production value of those wrestling yeah. matches. Yeah. You know, put put some more effort into it. Than just showing, you know, you know the same basic stuff. You, know, like, you can dress it up so much more. I wouldn't mind seeing some uh, some entrance music and some uh, some uh, you know coming off the stage or whatever. I wouldn't yeah. mind some of that stuff. Just add, you know, throw in some show. Why not? Yeah, I mean it's there. When when you see Penn State against Iowa, which is coming up on yep. January thirty first, it's huge. They they pack that place. Yep. So it's yeah. there. They just got to pick it up, which. I yeah. definitely look forward to it. But anyways, real quick before we continue, for the people listeners, you're here at On The Mat. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com. And we're talking to John Fitch. Talk a little bit about, you know, college wrestling and, and everything because it's the season, man. It's funny because uh, when I was coaching uh, high school, the the head coach would always say, hey, man, it's easy to play football or whatever. He goes, you play one game a week and you're done. Wrestling, he goes, you're constantly here and you're mm-hmm. all day Friday and you're all day Saturday. And I was like, yep. yeah, because we were at a tournament. It was about 8 p.m. on a Saturday and we're like, <laughs> you know, but that's that's the difference. Well, you had, you had to spend the, and you had to spend the day before cutting weight. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, with that being said, you know you, you you got some seminars coming up and stuff like that for the people listening mm-hmm. to us on on the mat uh, radio. What, what what takes place at the at these seminars? Because I know you have self defense coming up. But give us a little bit of a mm-hmm. preview of what that's about. 
Well, yeah, so no, this one I put together this uh, self-defense uh, class so that I can uh, teach people with no experience whatsoever. You know, there's there's a lot of crazy people out there, and I live in the Bay Area, so there's a lot of there's a lot of homeless yeah. people. <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. despair. So uh, people could could use a little bit of uh, some uh, some basic skills. You know, focus focus a little bit on um, on uh, what I call uh, uh, situational awareness. You know, just just paying attention to what you are. Don't have your head down looking at your phone when you're walking to your car at night. Yeah. You know, ha- have your keys out and ready to go. Uh, walking with a good posture with your shoulders back and your head up because, yeah. you know, you look like you're alert. People don't want to mess with somebody. Yeah, they prey on the weak. So if you look yeah. weak, you're, you're a target. Just basic stuff. And then, um, you know, controlling distance, controlling the space in between. Uh, you and you and, and somebody who is trying to come into your bubble, little, little things like that, that that people I don't think are ever shown. They're shown a bunch of fancy uh, submission moves and flying <laughs> yeah. arm bars, whatever, but it's not realistic. You need something that's a little bit more realistic for people to handle. And uh, you know, I, I've been running through uh, a few trial runs with some people who are inexperienced and, and small females, and and they're picking this stuff up and they're able to apply it. So. I'm, I'm excited to bring this forward and, and share with some people. Uh, and then I want to develop a little bit more, work all the kinks out of it, and then hopefully shoot a video course uh, that yeah. I'll have uh, able to put up somewhere, maybe Teachable or, or a place like that where people can, can pay to take the course online if they can't get out to one of my seminars. Well, you know, nobody to, be, to learn better from than John Fitch. I mean, because he knows – it's funny because on the news, these guys came in and robbed a nail shop. And the women <laughs> were kind of stuck because, you know, they had their, their – you know, the ladies are working on them, and they got their purses to the side and their feet, you know, in the water. They were just like sitting ducks right there, you know. So mm-hmm. you need to take this stuff to be prepared so you just don't get caught off guard. You, you, you know what you're doing. So mm-hmm. uh, make sure you follow John Fish on, his so, uh, Fitch on his social media so that you can get the information and, and go ahead and check this out because it will definitely benefit you. And you just don't want to get caught off guard. I mean, it means a lot. I have, I have a daughter. I have a wife. I'm constantly. They take off on a run, and I'm constantly telling them, "Man, put your phone in, inside and make sure you watch this." So it, uh, there's like nobody that can't use it, right, John? Yeah, uh, exactly. There's a, uh, um, you know, no no uh, necessary experience before to learn and uh, get you a little bit competent. You know, all you've got to do, honestly, in a lot of most situations, is be be hard to kill, you know. Be be yeah. uh, uh, tough. Like fight them for a few seconds, and they'll understand that. Oh, this is not going to be easy, and they'll run. Yeah. They'll go away. Yeah, exactly. They don't want noise and all that. <clears throat> they they want to get in and get out. So they want uh, get I, in and get out. They want it easy. They want you to exactly. hold. Well, let me tell you something, John. If you ever, I mean, I know you got a lot going on or whatever, but if you ever do a seminar for men wrestling or, or whatever, I would definitely come down because I've taken two seminars. Mm. It, and it, one was with Randy Couture and one was with Jeff Munson mm. because I, I prefer, plus I'm fat. So I want to get you down and get my weight on you. Because so so, if I'm on, I'm, I'm on a gas, if I'm on the bottom. And they benefited me so much so somebody that's why i have guys like john fitch and sean sure i mean i'm telling you man wrestlers they just have that grind and they know what it's like so if you ever do let me know because we'll come to san jose and cover that sucker live or whatever awesome man. No, nobody better to learn from so no that, that maybe uh that's definitely a possible future seminar is a uh, wrestling for mma yeah 
Yeah, okay, perfect. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. So for the people listening, mm-hmm. check out John Fitch. If you want to put John Fitch in your uh, little search engine for social media, he keeps a lot of people updated, you know, with stuff like that, seminars and what's coming up. And I'm hoping maybe later on down the line we can get you back on and talk a little bit more uh, of the college wrestling as it gets as it gets closer because it's just really hot right now. I mean, it's this is year is really mixed up and stuff like that, so we'd like to get a perspective from somebody who's actually been there. You know what I mean? Awesome, man. <laughs> for sure. All right, John. Hey, man, a million thank yous for coming on. Like I tell Cody Rhodes all the time, to get people like John Fitch on, you know, it legitimizes the show because it's somebody who's been there and knows what they're talking about. So we'll keep everybody up to date. John, you got anything else coming on? We'll definitely promote it here because we want to make sure we get that place packed. Awesome. All right, my friend? Cool, man. Yeah, people can just check out johnfish.net, sign up for the newsletter. Perfect. We'll plug that at the end of the show. All right, John, appreciate it, man. A million thank yous for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Cody Rhodes, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. John Fitch, everybody, check him out. Thank you, man. so much crap written down that I want to talk about, but then when I get them on and we start talking and get get to rolling, it's it, it's amazing. My my goal, which would be great, is to host a, a live broadcast when it's somebody like uh, Penn State against Iowa, because when you can sell out, you know, for college wrestling, that's huge or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, that's on the bucket list to go down and check that out. And right now, as we speak, college wrestling is just it's on fire. Because people are just coming up, and and it, it's it's usually it's just Iowa and Penn State all the time, just just killing people. But now it's starting to tables are turn a little bit, and it's getting really really competitive. So we're gonna look towards that. Well, I mean, good. huge thank you to not only John Fitch but Rich Clemente for coming on, helping out, and legitimizing the show from people who you know who've actually been there. So definitely look forward to that. Cody Rhodes, man, I couldn't do it without you. I am most appreciative. I'm so happy that we were able to get back on the air and, and get things going. Um, uh, Christmas is over, but I know Jessica ordered something from Ink and Beard Designs. She received it. She put it where and it is awesome. Let me tell you. She Okay, Cody Rhodes, real quick before we get out of here. You know how, you, how you, you've been to some pro wrestling shows with us and you uh-huh. have to bring your own chair because if not, you, you might be getting dressed on the ground. So she bought a chair it's really, really nice, you know, so that she could take her own chair to get dressed in the back. And she ordered uh, a Nicolette sticker from Ink and Beard Designs to put on there. She put it on today, and it looks awesome. Not just because it's Cody Rhodes and Shanti Tinkerhell, the roller derby queen. I'll have her take a picture of it and send it to you. It came out. Please do. Post it yeah, on Instagram, so, Facebook, tag us in it. Per, absolutely. So where do, they, where do they go for Ink and Beard Designs, my friend? Uh, right now, Ink and Beer Designs, um, we are on Facebook and Instagram, mostly Facebook. Um, yeah. So just search up uh, Ink and Beer Designs. You can find me. You can find Shanti Tinkerhell or anybody. It's Ink and Beard 
Designs, B-E-A-R-D, yeah, not, not ink and beer, because a lot not of people beer. Think, ink beer. and beer, that it's a tattoo place where you can get a tattoo and drink beer. It's ink and beard, so make sure you beard. check it out. Yes. <laughs> That's true awesomeness. So make sure you check them out. You can also check out Cody Anderson on your uh-huh. little uh, search check engine on Facebook. We call him Cody Rhodes here, but um, he is Cody Anderson, so make sure you check him out. Um, as far as working uh, everything going well out there? Uh, are you prospering? Like I said, I'm going to have DJ Vols get on there so he can plug some stuff out there in Arizona. If he yeah. does have something close to you, um, you think you might be able to cover some of that for us? Yeah, possibly. It just depends. Yeah. What's yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to get... I'm going to get him on and talk about that. So a million thank yous, Cody, for doing what you do. We'll see everybody here next Wednesday. We'll keep everybody up to date. Um, there's a few people that want to come on, so I'll keep everybody posted because I'm trying to get them on, but it's so it's so crazy. We'll definitely try to get Juan Archuleta and Henry Corrales on here before their fight, which is coming close. It's January 25th. It's going to be at the forum, so we'll go try to get them on. You know, it's kind of hard when they're training, but we'll, we'll, we'll make a concerted effort. So, again, Cody, I mean, thank you for helping us out. Get us the heck out of here. I will see you next Wednesday, and I'll talk to you right before that. All right, my friend? Sounds good. All right, let's do it. 